Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon. We've got just an amazing interview for you today. You're going to need to buckle up for this one. I am talking today with Bill Bloom. He is a lifetime income provider, a husband, father, sailor, and abundant thinker. He focuses his time on making others' lives better through the retire as you desire process. Bill and I have had a few conversations. I, I got to tell you, you are in for a treat. Bill Bloom, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Steve, thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor and a pleasure, and um, I'm really grateful to be here. This is going to be a lot of fun. I, uh, I've been looking forward to this. Before we jump in, I'd like you to do two things. Uh, I'd like for you to give everybody a little bit of background so they have some context. Um, and I'd like for you to give us a shameless plug for your new book. Um, I'm happy to give you a shameless plug. Um, it's a perfect opportunity to do so. But um, I'll start with who I am. Um, I'm Bill Bloom, based out of Chicago, Illinois. And um, I'm a husband, father. We, my wife and I have a 16-month-year-old little guy. He's walking and talking. I absolutely love reading books. I absolutely love um, racing on sailboats. That's um, my hobby. And it's not a professional thing. That's uh, That would be very, very intense. But we have a great, great lake here um, in Chicago and boating so much fun. And some of my passions are helping people create lifetime income streams from you know their resources, from the monies that they've saved, from their businesses, and figuring out ways to give people purpose in their life so that they can actually retire as you desire and enjoy their lives. And um, the new book is called Money Habits for Success. Um, it's available on Amazon. And the reason why I wrote this was to help a high school student, a college student, all the way up to baby boomers to understand where their money's going. Because most people have no clue um, where their money goes on a day-to-day basis. And that's what the book is all about. And we also created the Your Money Journal. And that's the actual application of the things that you're going to learn from my book. So the book is the educational piece. The journal is the application piece so that you could start to really understand where your money is going and who doesn't want to know where their money goes every single day. Yeah. And that, that's what I love about what you've done with the book. I know it's not your first book, but, but the fact that you've paired, you know, the, the book where you're sharing knowledge and, and wisdom and insights, but there's also this journal that goes along with it. So you can, you know, as the reader, you can actually put stuff into practice. So you've given people a framework to take action, which I, I really like. So congratulations on the book. Um, you know, I've been sharing it on LinkedIn. Um, it's been getting um, some, some really great feedback. So congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you, my friend. And thank you for your support. Yeah, happy to. So we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about business and money. I, I know you do a lot of thinking around abundance and mindset and all that. And maybe that's the best place to start. I, what do you think? I think that would be perfect. That's a great starting point for any conversation is having openness and, and abundance. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So, I mean, look, we can, a lot of people will walk around and talk about abundance and and they'll, you know, it'll almost sound a little bit woo-woo, but I don't know that it is. So when you think about, you know, approaching business and approaching your finances from an abundance mindset, what does that mean to you? Well, 
I mean, I agree with you. It could be, you know, woo-woo, as you said. Um, it depends where it's coming from, if, if it's genuine or not. I think that's really why it gets a bad connotation sometimes, where anyone can think that. But again, it comes down to your actions. It doesn't matter whether it's your money, your life, your family, your business. It all comes down to your actions. And what it means to me personally is having a mindset that is open to new ideas and new strategies and new ways to make your life better. Because if you're making your own self better, that's going to translate into great things for the people around you in your life. And that's a form of abundance, whether it could be, you know, your family members or the clients or the people who you're a hero to um, through your businesses. And that's really what it means to me. It's truly a mindset but it's also all about your actions and living that every single day. Not every day is great. As a business owner, you're going to have issues. Things come up. But when you stay focused and you keep your mindset right, that's so powerful. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I guess where I see it kind of, kind of coming from that woo-woo side of things is where people think that all I have to do is sit in the corner and think abundantly and all things in life will be great. But, you know, you you mentioned, look, the reality is sometimes business is going to be tough. Sometimes life is going to be tough. You know, for me, having an abundant mindset is, is really having the ability to be grateful and to recognize all that I actually have, because I think it's so easy in business. Do you ever run into this where like you get sort of blindsided by something? And then the first thing you do is you think about all of the negative, like all the stuff you don't have. Yeah, I was gonna say for me, like abundance is, is flipping that script. Yeah, that's such a good point, Steve. And that's where abundance and scarcity comes into play. If you're thinking, why don't I have this? Why don't I have the big house or a fancy car or things you may not materially need? You're thinking from a scarcity mindset. You're, you're thinking internally. And this is what coaches taught us, right? I mean, strategic coach has been a big part of our lives. And when you're coming from a scarcity mindset, you're looking internally. And it's really hard to grow and be abundant in giving your best self to others when you're thinking that way because you're thinking internally. When you flip the script and change that, when you look externally, it's like, how can I help others? How can I be of service to them? That's abundance. That's truly what we're meant to do whether you're running a business, even if you're a nine to five or whatever employee, that's okay too. We were all put on this earth to do something. And again, it all boils down to that action and having that great mindset to go out there and serve the great people in this world. Uh, yeah. And that, I think that's the perfect, that's, that's the perfect frame for it. It's, it's, almost, it's the difference between internal focus versus external focus. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Yeah, and I, I, that's that's the perfect way to frame it, and and I've heard that before, but I, you, the fact that you reminded me of it today is is um, awesome. You know, as we're applying this in in business, I think that ties into your concept of purpose investing, and walk us through a little bit of that and how all of this stuff begins to fit together. I'd love to, Steve. Um, you know, purpose is a big part of my practice. Um, the way that we work with our clients is we create lifetime income streams and a lifetime retirement income plan um, for our clients. And it's all customized for that, per for that person or that couple or that family. And at the end of the day, 
people think about retirement differently than they did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And the way that we run our practice is what purpose do you want to have with your life? Does that mean babysitting grandkids? Does that mean being on the golf course five times a week? Does it mean um, having a boat in Chicago or Florida or in the Caribbean, which, you know, we work with people for all those things. And we create plans um, for our clients that allow them to have the lifestyle that they desire. You know, it all has to come from their resources that they've created throughout their lifetime. And that's really the hard part, because when someone goes to retire, they say, what do I do with my time? What should I be doing? And your life changes. And it doesn't mean that you need to stop working in your business. Like, for instance, my business owner clients were able to create these plans. So if or when they want to retire, they're in control of their time. They have their income set up so that they could be in control and have a purpose. That's so powerful. And, you know, flexibility is freedom. I'm a big believer in that. You don't have to retire at 65. You could retire at 50, but you need to have a purpose throughout the rest of your life. Because really when you hit age 50 to 60, that's when a lot of people start to think, you know what, maybe I should start slowing down. Maybe I should start thinking about not doing so much. But I think it's the opposite. Those are the times when you're really going to be in your most creative atmospheres, your most creative mindsets. It's really the opposite because you've had your families potentially or you're done with the dating stuff. You're really focusing on your business or your work. And that's where your most creative flows normally come from. So having an abundant and a thought driven um, lifestyle, so powerful. I love that. Let's talk about retirement for a, a few minutes. I mean, business owners like to fantasize about the day that they don't have to hustle, right? Right. And I, I've taken, I guess I've taken a little bit of a different thinking approach to it, um, probably influenced by uh, our, our mutual mentor, Dan Sullivan. I try and retire a little bit every day. You know, if I'm doing my job every week, I'm retiring from something that I don't like doing or that somebody else should do, you know? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Dan Sullivan has been such a huge influence on my life, on your life, on probably a lot of your listeners' lives as well. And, you know, him and I have many conversations about retirement and what that means. And by definition, it means to put something out of use. And this was created, um, he taught me this actually um, in the 40s in Germany because, or even before that, because they were trying to get the younger people working. So they would give packages and allow people to stop working and you become out of use. And that's where my mindset changed on what I was doing with my clients. And that's where the whole purpose-driven practice came into play to say, you still want to have things to do with your time because there's a good probability that people are going to live until their nineties or a hundred years old or plus. So you need to have income to last that long, you know, potentially if you live that long, but you also need a purpose because once you stop growing, you're regressing and that's not a good thing. That's when illnesses come into play, your mental state changes. It's just, it's not powerful. It, it's not a good thing. Well, and I, you know, for most people, 
when they think about all of the reasons that they they want to maybe retire and leave a business, it's often because they're doing things that drag them down that aren't fun. And I guess the way I've tried to look at it is if I can design the thing, and I'm not there yet, um, but I'm I'm on the path. If I can design things so that as the business grows and and as I mature, I'm doing less and less, you know, and and sort of the on the spectrum of activities, I'm closer to a hundred percent stuff that I love doing. Yes. Then it's not really work. And why wouldn't I want to continue to get paid and make money? Because I like doing that for as long as I live, so long as I can do stuff that is exciting. Yeah, absolutely, Steve. You make a super important um, point here is coming down to all of our unique abilities because yours is different from mine and mine is different from your listeners. Um, I know the two to three things that I'm really good at, and that's listening. Because if I'm not listening to people, I'm not able to create a plan for them. If you're not listening, it's, it's, it's really difficult to do that. And the other thing that I'm really good at is creating those lifetime income plans because that's my, just how my brain works. It's almost like reverse engineering. And for yourself, you have those two to three things that you're really great at as well. And that's where delegation comes into play. Um, at Coach, we do the activity inventory where you write down all the things that you do in a day. And that's including checking the mail or um, sending, sending mail or picking up a pack, just little things that you probably shouldn't be doing as a CEO. You need to delegate those things and have your other team members. And you're able to build roles around all these different activities during the day. And let me tell you, there are other people in the world that love doing the things that you hate. So it's okay to delegate those things and it's okay to bring on new team members because that's going to free up your time and your time is your really your most valuable asset. Yeah, without a doubt. So tell us a little bit about what what's in the book. I'd love for you to just to sort of walk through the principles that that uh, you've captured in, in the new book. Yes, yes. So the new book is all about learning about your current money habits. I mean, every single day, we have our credit cards, we have our auto payments, we have our debit cards. When you go into a store, you're not physically handing over your cash that you have or potentially have in the bank. You might not have that, right? That's where overspending comes into play. So I wanted to create a process, again, for like high school students and children to learn about how money works. Because we go through our educational system without learning how money truly works. Um, I mean, most people don't know, most kids don't know how to write checks, right? Like, why would they? It's, they're not used very often. So I wanted to create, and we did create a, this process that allows people to understand where their money is going on a day-to-day -day basis by actually applying the knowledge that's inside the book. I mean, we talk about a mortgage, I mean, a lot of business owners probably never look at the amortization schedules on their mortgage. I mean, if you have a $500,000 house, what are you really going to pay over those 15 or 30 years? And I give examples of that. We give examples of how credit cards really work and how it's really hard to get out of credit card debt once you get into it. So we want to avoid that. And we always talk and we also talk about 
simply using cash, like give yourself $500 cash for the month. And that's your budget for getting coffee, getting lunch, doing the things that you like to do, maybe have a date night with your significant other or a lunch with them or breakfast, whatever the case may be, but limit yourself. Because if you automate instant savings or um, investing, that's how you're going to be able to get ahead. I mean, investing is fearful for a lot of people, but it's also scary not to invest because then you're going to be reliant on the government. And I don't know very many people who want to live like that. That's scary to me in my eyes. So we wanted to create an encompassing, simple book for people to understand two or three or four little things that they could do to have a better financial future. And again, who doesn't want to have better control over their money? Well, you know, and you mentioned that, that, you know, this is a great book for, you know, the high school student or the college student. I have four in of those and some in two in, in the college category and two in high school. Um, they'll be getting copies of the book and, and the journal. But I also know from working with lots of business owners over the years that the dirty little secret among business owners is that oftentimes they don't have their financial house in order because they're so focused on growing the business. And sometimes they make short-term decisions to make the business work that impact their long-term, you know, financial health. And it, uh, what I'm hearing is that this is also good for somebody who maybe is a little older, a little more experienced, but needs to reset some habits. Oh, yes. I mean, during this pandemic, most people have either gotten better with their money because they're not out spending every day. They're not going out to their office um, and getting lunch and getting the coffee. And I mean, it's expensive where we live in downtown Chicago here. It's five dollars for a cup of coffee. And it, I mean, that adds up. And other people, if they've lost their jobs or if their business has not done well, um, they weren't set up properly in the first place to have a good financial future. I mean, they've been affected by this. So some of the advice that I've been giving a lot of business owners during this pandemic is the same thing as what individuals should be doing is have three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, depending on your business of savings put away so that you can actually operate and go through these ebbs and flows and these cycles. Um, and that way, your business can continue, but they don't think like that. They think on a day-to-day -day basis, where are my sales? Where are my people? Are my products being delivered to the marketplace? But if you stop and look back at things, are you prepared for bad times? Are you prepared for tough times? And those are really dangers for business owners. And they're dangerous for individuals and families too, if you don't have those savings. And um, we've been really stressing that with our business owner clients during these tough times. Yeah, it's it's critical. It's one thing to hear all of that while you're in the midst of the, uh, you know, of the the challenge. Um, if you haven't prepared for it, you know, all you can do is sort of begin now, you know, little by little to uh, to to work your way out. And it's a tough thing. But again, I I can't recommend the book highly enough because I think it'll get wherever you are in that spectrum. It's going to help you reset those habits and uh, and really get kind of recentered and focused on building your long-term financial strength. And, and, and that's really where we all want to be because to live into that abundant mindset, you need that, you need to, that foundation so that 
you know, you can go and, and give and you, you can feel confident about that. Absolutely, Steve. I mean, it, it was written for a wide audience on purpose because the principles of money don't change. That's the one fact about this is that the principles aren't going to change, whether you're a business owner or you're starting your first job out of college, the principles are there. You need to be consistent, but you also need to automate things. Um, And there's nothing wrong with delegating and getting help from an advisor. And there's nothing wrong with that or work with your bookkeepers or hire a bookkeeper if you don't even have one to help get your financial house in order. It's just taking the time to delegate those little things that you don't like doing. And especially if you're not paying attention to them, it's so crucial. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, tell us, Bill, where can folks find out more about what you're doing and uh, what's the best place for them to go to find the book? So the best place to get the book is right on Amazon. The book is called Money Habits for Success. And we also have the Your Money Journal. Um, They go hand in hand with each other. And the best way to see what we're up to and all the fun webinars and events and things that we're doing is at www.bloomfinancialco.com. That's perfect. We're going to link all that up. There'll be a link to the book directly on Amazon um, and uh, and to the journal. And we'll link up to your website as well so folks can find you. Bill, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, coming by and, and uh, sharing some of your wisdom with us. It's been great. Uh, I'm really grateful to share my story with uh, with your listeners. And thank you so much for having me. This episode of the Unstoppable CEO podcast is sponsored by the Unstoppable Agency. That is the agency part of our business where we work with professional service firms and create a done-for-you marketing program. And what that looks like is we actually sit down with you. We come together and define your ideal client with you. We go build a list of those people, and then we begin reaching out to them on your behalf to book them as guests on your podcast. We call it podcast prospecting, and it's a fantastic way to connect with potential clients and influencers that can refer you. And it's end-to-end a done-for-you system. And so if that's something that you think might be the right fit for your business, go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net. You can uh, find there on the homepage a link to a video presentation that explains how it all works. And if you'd like, let's get together and have a quick 20-minute conversation and see if we're a fit. Again, that's at unstoppableceo.net. Right on the homepage, look for a link to the video that explains how it all works.